Hello. Welcome to Lights Carry Action. I'm Karen Morrison, and today I'm going to give you some brief reviews so you don't have to do any research. You're going to love this story, okay, folks? So I recently bought a new microphone because I wanted to upgrade the quality of this podcast. However, because I bought a used one, right? I don't really like buying brand new things. And when it arrived, guess what? It needs batteries. And you know what I didn't get in the box? Batteries. So whilst that is happening, this is still being recorded on my phone. So do not fret, folks. You'll still get an episode today. With that being said, let's get on to the first film of the week. Jake, my boyfriend. It's snowing. Winter is coming. We have a real connection. A rare and intense attachment. I've never experienced anything like it. I'm thinking of ending things. Huh? What? Did you say something? I don't think so. Weird. So yes, the new release I'm going to be talking about is 2020's I'm Thinking of Ending Things, written and directed by Charlie Kaufman, which was based on a book by Ian Reid. It stars Jesse Buckley, and we've talked about Jesse Buckley before in the production of Misbehaviour. And if you don't know the name Charlie Kaufman, he's done films like Being John Malkovich and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is probably his most famous work. That is probably the most mainstream. And how do I describe the plot of I'm Thinking of Ending Things? The young woman, played by Jesse Buckley, goes to meet her boyfriend's parents at their farm in the middle of nowhere, Let's say the film could have multiple interpretations of what could happen next. Something profoundly wrong here. Are you okay? Yeah. I think you've ending I am so glad Jake has found someone. <laughs> Soon this will all be a distant memory. Who's this? It's me. No, it was me. I tell you, I would misplace my own head if it wasn't screwed onto my own head. I feel like I was seeing them as they were. Seeing them as they will be. Seeing them after they're gone. I'm thinking of it. You can stay here. Okay, first things foremost, if you're thinking of watching this film, I highly recommend watching it at night because I watched this in the middle of the day and there are a lot of night scenes, so it was quite dark a lot of the time. So I highly recommend having next to no lighting and just experience the outrageously confusing and I'm saying this but in a good way I personally loved it but it's going to be one of those films that people find it too obscure people find it too experimental and this is not the film for you if you don't like those films this film is bizarre this film is experimental and I love it for that I think what I'm really appreciating at the moment is it's something that Jack Howard said I think on the Mark Kermode podcast But he talks about how it's really great that Hollywood is spending more money on experimental pieces. And similar with I'm thinking of ending things, I think it would have had either a much smaller budget or they would have had more studio influence to make it a bit more streamlined into a more mainstream narrative structure. And what I love about it is that it just goes for it. It doesn't try to explain things to you it just is what it is and it's proud of what it is and I'm so mesmerized and so fascinated by what they're doing in the film that I'm just enjoying the journey even if I am baffled by what exactly is going on I think Jessie Buckley played the protagonist the young woman character very well 
it can be very easy when it when you're the protagonist of this kind of film to feel kind of wishy-washy and not really have that much character. But I think because of also Charlie Kaufman's writing as well, she seems a lot more like a person who's trying to politely make her way through this really bizarre situation and doesn't want to outrightly scream out what the heck is going on because then it would create a very awkward situation when she's meeting the family of her partner that she wants to break up with at some point. The script is fantastic for what the purpose of the script is, if that makes sense. And I'm going to say it was directed really beautifully as well. You can tell a lot of passion and enthusiasm for the project went into this. I'm also going to say I really love the music as well, and which was composed by Jay Wadley. When you're watching the first few minutes of the film, when you see its title sequences and you hear the narration by Jesse Buckley, you kind of know what film you're going into. And so I think that's why I managed to relax myself and just go with the flow of what's going on. Maybe I'm trying to figure out what exactly is this world that Charlie Kaufman and Ian Reid, because he wrote the original novel, what they created. But I'm also aware that I'm probably not going to guess correctly what is going on but I don't care because I'm enjoying it so much. I want lots of people to experience this, but I also respect the fact that it is not for everyone and it's going to be a sort of Marmite kind of film. You either love the experimentation of the piece or you really hate the fact that you're so bewildered as to what's going on. But personally, I really loved it and I would recommend it. And I could definitely see myself re-watching this film at some point. And maybe I'll have a better understanding of what's going on? I probably will not, but I do not care. Now, the next film I'm going to look at is a little bit of a classic in terms of indie film and indie horror, but I wasn't really certain about it. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to be covering 2008's Let the Right One In, which is directed by Thomas Alfredson. And I'm really serious. I did not plan this at all. Thomas Alfredson is the director who directed Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which is a film I covered last week. So this film is about a girl named Ellie who moves into the neighborhood and her and this bullied kid called Oscar, they become friends. However, they've been some deaths occurring in the neighborhood in really absurd circumstances. And we find out that Ellie, she says she's 12 years old, but she's been 12 years old for over 200 years. Yes, she is a vampire. Now, I've already watched the play adaptation of it when I was at university and they were doing a student production of it, and I really liked the play. So I think I was at a disadvantage when I came to this because I already knew what was going to happen. And I think the positive elements of this film is that you are trying to figure out what's happening and you want to be ahead of them, but because I already was ahead of them and the characters and the story, I kind of felt like it was dragging. So there isn't as much of a thrill I think the film wanted me to have. And it's really fascinating to me that this came out in the same year as 
the Twilight film, which completely, whether we like it or not, reinvented the stereotype of what a vampire is, whereas Let the Right One In, it's sort of the attributes they take from vampiric narratives it's almost like a homage to the traditional literatures of vampirism but kind of makes it in this crime thriller context and it is really fascinating which i really liked primarily it isn't really about the murders and the vampirism that goes on i mean obviously that sounds really weird me saying that out loud but i think it's more of a childhood love kind of story and one 12 year old and one seemingly permanently 12 year old person they come to have that kiddish love that people could feel nostalgic for and you feel the emotions of these children that is going on what thomas alfredson is really good at looking at let the right one in and ticker taylor soldier spy he really knows how to have small bits of information small pieces of storyline add up to this really cool climax in sort of the last 15 minutes and so i really loved the last 15 20 minutes and i think watching the build-up to it was definitely worth it but again, if people don't like that, then it's not the film for you. So I think overall, it didn't wow me personally because I did know what was going to happen because I saw the play. But if people are interested in it and they don't know what other things happen, because it's not just about Ellie being a vampire. That's not the only thing that happens in this film. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. I highly recommend watching that. But the last thing I'll say is that I really, really liked Lena Leanderson's performance as Ellie. I thought she was absolutely incredible in the role. And I found her so magnetic and I found her so compelling as an actor and consequently the character. I wasn't entirely sure of Oscar. He's the main character of the film. He's played by Keir Hedebrandt. I mean, child actors are always really difficult to kind of connect with because sometimes they're amazing, sometimes they're terrible, but directors kind of have to make do with what they have. So in summary, I liked it. I wasn't enthralled by it, but there were definitely some thrilling moments that made it worth it watching the film, if that makes sense. Now, the last film I'm going to be looking at is very different in terms of style to the other films I'm looking at, but I just honestly needed a break from thrilling scenes. We're looking for a sponsor for the first Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> Their dream was to compete in the Olympics, but they chose a sport they knew nothing about. Yes, I finally watched it. I watched 1993's Cool Runnings, which is directed by John Turtletaub and is written by Lynn Seifert, Michael Ritchie, Tommy Swerdlow and Michael Goldberg. And it centres four Jamaicans and one of them, Darice Bannock, who is the son of an Olympic sprinter. When Darice ends up not qualifying for the Olympics, Darice manages to get Irving Blitzer to coach Jamaica's first ever bobsled team. Why don't you put some training wheels on that sled? Leave the bobsledding to the real man. You know, you're going to have to do this on your own one day. Oh. You have no business here, Jamaica. People are always afraid of what's different. Now, 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 now! But they found in each other... Do you really expect these Jamaicans to qualify? ...the courage to give it their all. Not only are they going to qualify, they're going to turn some heads doing it. I see pride. I see power. And they took the whole world along for the ride. No! 
is to follow your dreams. Now, I so enjoyed this film. This is a really lovely 90-minute watch on a lovely morning, afternoon, evening. I think it's really good for all times of the day because I honestly watched this in the morning and I still laughed plenty of times. I think the script is absolutely brilliant. I found it so funny and so compelling. I especially loved Dougie Doug as Sanka Coffee. Every joke he had, he hit the punchline on the head. I also found Malik Yoba, who played Yul Brenner, really compelling. I found at times Irving Berlin, who's played by John Candy. His character was a little bit white saviory in terms of how he's meant to be portrayed. I think if there was anything I wanted more, I think it should have addressed the institutional racism a lot more within the Olympics and the alliances ambition to disqualify the Jamaican team from the bobsled contest. But I think because this is a Disney picture in the early 90s, I can understand why it was a little bit sanitized so it's not too controversial. And I will say its treatment of women was not that great. They did a kissing booth and Doris and Sanka were doing it. Even though Doris has a girlfriend and it's obviously clear when his girlfriend approaches him at the kissing booth that he did not get consent to do that. So I was like, are you just not respecting women and their opinions about things? But like whatever but honestly it is such a lovely film watch it on your own watch it with friends any time of day and it's just brilliant i highly recommend it if you haven't already watched it now that's all the time i have for this week if i were to go with any of the films i think for the average film viewer i would suggest cool runnings but i think if you're really into your film and you want something fascinating to watch i really would recommend i'm thinking of ending things but that's all the time I have for this week. You can follow updates on the podcast at Carrie Mo Media on Instagram. You can also follow me on my personal Twitter and Instagram at CarrieMo97. And please, please, please rate and review the podcast. That would be so appreciated. I have seen a bump in views since I've been gaining more reviews. So that would be really lovely if you had the time to do that. But for the time being, I'll let you get on with your day. Take care. Stay safe. <laughs>